Hey, this is Double J, Jeff Jarrett, WWE Hall of Famer, and you're listening to the My One Two Three Cents Podcast. It's my personality to be jittery. It's part of my charm. Wrestling fans, are you ready? It's time for my one, two, three cents of the podcast on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Give me the hell yeah! Now, here's your host. The man is also a very long, dear, personal friend of mine. Does the guy have a name? Yes, he has a name. Kevin Huntsberger. Woo! Hey friends, welcome to episode 477 of the My One Two Three Cents podcast. I am your host, Kevin Huntsperger, and got a lot of moving parts for this week's episode, and I'm I'm hoping that I can keep everything in sync here. We're going to do a watch along. We are doing wrestling under the influence, and we are also paying tribute to the greatest intercontinental champion of all time, the Honky Tonk Man. Now, I'm going to preface all of this by saying uh, that the the beer choice is Fat Elvis, and we're going to get to it in just a couple of minutes. I am not in any way implying that Honky Tonk Man is fat or overweight. Now, for some reason, a while back, Honky Tonk Man blocked me on Twitter. I don't know why. I love the Honky Tonk Man. He is, you know, during COVID when we were looking for things to do and people were posting stuff on Facebook, I did the top 10, my personal top 10 of of wrestlers of all time. And Honky Tonk Man was on that list. I have interviewed the Honky Tonk Man. I interviewed him on the podcast back in 2016. And I will link that to uh, uh, the write-up, the description in the video and in the uh, audio versions um, of the uh, podcast in in the video. Um, He's the first wrestler, the first professional wrestler I ever met. I've told stories about Honky Tonk Man on this podcast before. So I I don't know if maybe I tweeted something and it was taken out of, you know, I don't know. But he has blocked me. He hasn't blocked me on my 123Cents Twitter account, though. So we'll see. Maybe he'll see this tweet, watch this video, and listen and and understand that I am a fan with a, a big appreciation for Honky Tonk Man. So met him that one time in St. Louis before the Bad Blood pay-per-view, the very first Hell in a Cell. He was there on a promotional tour. Um, and then I got to meet him again at uh, WrestleCon back, I think it was 2012. And so <clears throat> I love the guy. Um, but, you know, he was always, and this was one of the last LJN figures I got, um, but Honky Tonk was always one of those guys that you loved to hate, I think, as, as a fan. But I legitimately enjoyed him and, and was, you know, when his Intercontinental title reign ended, I was a little sad, but, you know, uh, I just thought that he was magical at getting heat. And the match that we're going to watch is one of my favorites with him in it. And it is uh, the title defense. It's the October Saturday Night's Main Event, 1987. Um and I can remember, and I, I always tell these long, boring stories, or I hope they're not boring, but uh, I always have a story to go along with it. I was in Boy Scouts. This was my freshman year in high school. We were on a camping trip, and we had gotten, you know, 
gone through the weekend. So my mom would record Saturday night's main event uh, for me when we were gone on camping trips, because this happened multiple times. So, uh, you know, get home Sunday afternoon, you take a shower, you know, get everything cleaned up. And then the first thing I do is watch that video of Saturday night's main event. And I think I may still have this one on VHS. I don't need it though, because I've got it on Peacock. So I'm going to be watching. So we're going to do a watch long and you know, time code, it's just over four minutes into the broadcast, but um, I, things I had forgotten about this one. And again, I'm not going to play the sound with this because I think it'll get dinged on, on YouTube, but um, I forgot that this is a Vince McMahon and Bobby Heenan um, uh, duo. You know, a lot of times it was Vince McMahon and Jesse Ventura, but for some reason this time it's Vince and Bobby. Um, and the, uh, you know, the, the night starts off, how Saturday Night's Main Event traditionally starts off with a promo. Uh, Honky's the first one you see. He and Jimmy Hart are the first two people you see. Honky had been IC champion, oh, probably only about uh, three or four months by this point. Um, so he won the title, of course, from Ricky the Dragon Steamboat in uh, June of 87, and this is October of 87 when this airs. I'm not sure when it was recorded, probably a few days before. Um, and so this was an interesting time because the Macho Man Randy Savage was hadn't officially full-fledged turned face. He was, you know, I think he and Honky Tonk Man were having some heel versus heel matches um, on the house show loop. Uh, but this really developed and turned into a great feud, one of the best feuds the Honky Tonk Man ever had. And and really, to me, it's kind of that first foundation laid in the Mega Powers storyline that went on, you know, if you count the, the creation, which happens on this show, spoiler alert, to the conclusion, the explosion on the main event in February of 89, you're looking at 18 months of build. And this guy right here is part of that. And I love the fact that he is a part of that and, and can lay that claim. And, and actually it's on the, the first main event where Hogan wrestles Andre the Giant that Honky Tonk Man wrestles the Macho Man Randy Savage again, this time in, in uh, primetime television. So um, without any further ado, let's go ahead and fire up Saturday night's main event. Like I said, it's uh, four minutes and eight seconds in. Uh, Honky Tonk Man just cut another promo. He says he's coming out first because he wants to thank the fans. And uh, he thinks that Elizabeth is sweet on him. And the interesting thing here, too, is, you know, Randy Savage had held the title, the Intercontinental title, for over a year. Won it in 86 from Tito Santana. Lost it earlier that year at WrestleMania in, in 1987 to Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. But people thought Steamboat was going to have a long run with it. That was not the case. So Savage has the pedigree, and everybody thinks, at least 14-year-old me thought, that uh, Savage is going to come in here and win the Intercontinental title. And I was starting to like Randy Savage uh, more, but I, I still was a big fan of the Honky Tonk Man. Now, I mentioned Fat Elvis. We are drinking Fat Elvis today because January 8th, as this uh, episode drops, is the 89th birthday of Elvis Presley. Some friends of mine got me this beer. It is a, a, it is a chocolate peanut butter banana milk stout. So uh, I am looking forward to trying this. I love stouts. If you watched my Christmas beer advent calendar, you know that I'm a, a chocolate and dark 
uh, fruity beer guy, but this is the best of both worlds because we're getting the stout and we're getting some fruit with the banana. Of course, Elvis was a big proponent, a big fan of the peanut butter and banana sandwiches. So wrestling under the influence, I always like to do a nice pour and show it off. We see here, typical dark stout, uh, six and a half percent alcohol by volume. I'm going to set the can down, but again, I want to show off that can one more time before I do that, though. Uh, some kind of monster on there. This uh, Four Hands Brewing Company, I can't remember if I mentioned them or not. They're out of the St. Louis area as well. Saturday night's main event is still rolling here. Macho Man is cutting a promo now with Mean Gene in the back. Uh, Elizabeth in her stunning white dress with the uh, spaghetti straps on it. You know, the thing about 80s wrestling, I just love the larger-than-life characters. Macho Man Randy Savage. He's in this big sequenced robe. He's got the sequenced bandana on his head. He's got the big white sunglasses. He's being nice to Elizabeth, which, as we know from previous years, he was not always the nicest to her. And so this, again, is kind of that first phase, the beginning stages of him turning good after spending, uh, you know, several years in the WWE, WWE, couple of years at least, uh, as a heel, winning the Intercontinental Championship in dirty fashion from Tito Santana, and now, of course, going for the title against the Honky Tonk Man. Oh my gosh, the banana is just coming through wonderfully on this. Really, really heavy banana aroma, and I love bananas, so. Okay. The peanut butter and the banana and the chocolate coming together, man. This is a masterpiece, I will tell you that. Man. Definitely going to talk about this one and, and, and give it... Uh, a three count, you know, that means it's a winner. Uh, wrestling under the influence. It's been a while since I've done one, but it's a three count, a two count, or a one count where it kicks out. And and the higher the number, the better the beer. Definitely a three count. It's a winner. Man, I can't stop drinking it. It is very good. So, again, I would encourage you to check out uh, Four Hands Brewing. Um, get you a... Uh, Fat Elvis, celebrate the king, celebrate the honky-tonk man, celebrate the macho man who became the macho king. See, it all kind of ties together here. we got a lockup here. And Savage is still that classic uh, pink trunks or tights. I can never remember trunks versus tights. But anyway, with the stars on them, yellow boots, yellow knee pads. This is, this is peak Randy Savage. This is right before the big push for WrestleMania four. You know, we're in the fall. The first Survivor Series is about to go down, which these two men will be captaining teams uh, for that event. Savage takes Honky Tonk Man, drops his throat across the top rope. <coughs> Excuse me. And Savage, you know, the crowd's starting to get into and, and, and dig Randy Savage. And, and who wouldn't? I mean, the guy was cool. Even when he was, you know, uh, a heel and, and wrestling Hulk Hogan and wrestling George the Animal Steel. Now, he wasn't always the nicest guy. But uh, he was definitely someone that uh, the fans loved and, and came to love and respect even more through the years. Honky Tonk Man now taken down with a snapmare. And Savage comes down across the chest. And, you know, 
the history of the honky tonk man, if you don't know, uh, he comes into the WWF in sometime in 1986. I, I want to say it was mid to late 86 um, as a good guy. And I don't know if that was always the plan or if this whole thing, I, I should have asked him that when I interviewed him so many years ago, if, if the plan was for him to always eventually turn into this cool, cocky, bad honky tonk man, or was the honky tonk man really going to legitimately try to go it on uh, as a baby face? Um, Jimmy Hart trying to interfere now and honky tonk man attacks the macho man from behind as he is distracted by Jimmy Hart, the mouth of the South. Lovely Elizabeth getting a little upset here as well. Honky rolls Savage back into the ring, but was honky going to be a good guy? Um, would it have worked? I don't think it would have. And, and, and I, again, I don't know if that if the whole experiment was to see if it was going to work or if the whole plan was for him to start off as a good guy to try to get that trust and then, boom, he turns heel, hires Jimmy Hart as his manager. Probably one of the best manager-wrestler uh, combinations as well. They just complemented each other wonderfully. You know, Jimmy Hart was always that manager that was so adaptable to his talent, whether it was Adrian Adonis with the Hart Foundation or, in this case, the honky tonk man, you know, he made the necessary changes to his attire, uh, to whatever it was that he needed to do. He was willing to do it. And, and it always seemed to work. And, you know, he was the Colonel Jimmy Hart, just like Elvis Presley had the Colonel Tom Parker. So, you know, it, they were running parallel and, and we're just about 10 years uh, past Elvis Presley's death when when the honky tonk man rises to prominence so i mean that would be like a character coming out today in, in 2014 who is emulating um i'm trying to think of someone that's died in the last 10 years that was a, a a big time celebrity but 10 years ago was not that long ago it was 2014 it was the yes movement at wrestlemania it's the year that daniel bryan won the championship at wrestlemania so 10 years ago was nothing and that is so weird as we get older how time goes by so much faster and now the honky-tonk man is preying on Elizabeth outside here. He's doing the little dance for it. And Savage, of course, gets upset and comes after him. Going to protect and, and, and honor his woman here. Uh, Savage going up high and going to come crashing down on honky-tonk man on the arena floor here. And again, this is one of those Saturday Night's main events from back in the day that I had on VHS that I watched multiple times. And especially this part of it. I think this may be, and I don't know if it is or not, I'd have to do some more research. I don't even know if I should say it, but I feel like this was the first time that they played Phil Collins' Take Me Home at the close of the show, but maybe they had always been doing that. I don't know. And I'm not even sure if they do that on Peacock because, of course, that was a licensed song back in the day uh, by Phil Collins. Chad and I will talk more about music uh, in, a, in a future Music Mania we're working on some stuff, too, with the 40-year anniversary of Hulkamania coming up here later this month. So I have a feeling we'll be talking about Hulk Hogan here again in, in just a few minutes. As Jimmy Hart now getting into the ring, getting physically involved here to save his man and keep that Intercontinental Championship. Which, by the way, up until just a couple of months ago, Honky Tonk Man was the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion of all time. Holding that title for 14 months and held that record for what was it 35 years almost 35 years right at 35 years so 
impressive. And now uh, Jimmy Hart has been uh, taken out of this matchup and Honky Tonk Man gets tossed out as well. Gunther, by the way, or Gunther, is uh, currently still the Intercontinental Champion and the longest reigning now at uh, well over 500 days, I believe it's been. Uh, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but again, Savage and, and Honky Tonk Man, great rivals for each other. Honky Tonk Man always did a great job, I thought, at selling and, you know, uh, being that annoying heel, probably if he's not on the Mount Rushmore of heels, or at least the Mount Rushmore of my heels, he's definitely in the top five or six. Here come the tag team champions of the world now, the Hart Foundation, Brett the Hitman Hart, Jim the Anvil Nightheart, in their pink and black trunks. And it's funny because they're wearing pink and black, and, uh, you know, to get heat, they used to say, and Savage is wearing pink and yellow, and uh, the fans are loving him and, and eating it up. So Honky Tonk Man now getting choked on the top rope by the Macho Man, Randy Savage. And that was the thing with Honky. You know, he would always take this long beating, this ass kicking, and he would either just say, nope, I'm done, get up, leave the ring, get counted out, or he'd make that comeback and beat uh, his opponent somehow, some way. Usually with nefarious means, a guitar to the head, or the megaphone from Jimmy Hart, whatever the case may be. The Hart Foundation now taking Jimmy Hart, they're carrying him away from the ringside area, which, of course, Honky Tonk Man is pretty upset about. You know, that is his manager. He is the champion. He can't lose the gold tonight, can he? Take another sip of this great beer here for those that are listening and uh, don't want to have too many awkward pauses or silences here. Now, here's the thing about Peacock that I'm not a fan of. They just went to a commercial break. And, you know, I, I, I guess I could pay more and, and not pay for the commercials. But I think if you're paying for a streaming service, I get that they have to, uh, you know, have some sort of uh, income other than the subscriptions. Because Peacock, let's face it, is cheap. I think it's six bucks a month is what I pay. Um, and now that my wife is a fan of football, uh, we get to watch some NFL games and, of course, the WWE programming, which be interesting to see if anything changes with that, if and when uh, their partners change with the broadcast with Raw and SmackDown and, and all of those good things. So still in the middle of a commercial here. It looks like a KFC commercial. So, um, But, yeah, Honky Tonk Man. You know, I mentioned um, meeting him, and he was such a nice guy. We did this arm wrestling thing. Okay, they've come back from commercial break. Honky Tonk Man is back with the Heart Foundation. He must have gotten a reprieve from the referee uh, permission to go and, and, and take Jimmy Hart back because obviously he was gone for longer than 10 seconds. And uh, the referee is now putting a count on him, though, and Savage immediately goes right back after Honky. He wants that Intercontinental Championship. You know, it, it, it's interesting because Hogan, of course, is the heavyweight champion. You'd think he'd be pursuing that belt still, but no. He's decided that he wants to go after the IC title, and, and I don't think he likes the Honky Tonk Man particularly. So it made sense. And again, I, I don't know exactly officially when they – put it in the record books that Randy Savage turned face. I, I personally think it was this night. I'm trying to think back again. This was 37 years ago, almost 37 years ago. So 
in my mind, uh, you know, they were slowly building up to this, um, you know, with, with Ricky Steamboat taking some time off, uh, Honky beat Jake the Snake at, at WrestleMania. So uh, this was a fresh feud for him and, and something good, uh, something enjoyable. It was it gave Honky Tonk Man, I think, some credibility because, like I said, uh, I'm not 100% sure, again, because I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think prior to this, Savage had been the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion. Uh, holding the title for about 13 months, winning it in February of 86 and losing it in March of 87 at WrestleMania three. So I, I think there is some precedence there uh, with the intercontinental title becoming a, uh, you know, and this is again in the era where championships were held onto for long periods of time. And it was easier to do that. I think because you didn't have, uh, weekly programming and not only weekly uh, you had the weekly programming, but you didn't have the way it is now where it is live, where uh, there are PLEs or the premium live events, the pay-per-views once a month, at least you've got, uh, you know, three hours of raw, two hours of SmackDown. So five hours of, of main roster programming. Then of course, NXT and then all the other, things that happen and go on. So I, it, it's a lot of wrestling on right now. Back in the day, I think it was easier to not have your champion uh, on as, as often. Um, even though I seemingly Roman Reigns has defended the championship fewer times than Hulk Hogan has. Now, I don't know what the, the ratio is between Gunther and, and honky tonk man in their defenses, but um, I would imagine that honky tonk man uh, was defending a lot. And I know, Back in the day, they were on the house show circuit a lot more. Um, and I'm trying to think. Because there was a period in like 87, 87 to probably 90, I was working. I was not going to the house shows uh, when they were coming to town. And so I feel like I kind of missed out on that honky tonk man era uh, of seeing him live. And he... I'm, I'm now I'm really trying to rack my brains here and see if I if I had I don't remember if I ever did see Honky Tonk Man wrestle in person. I know he was at that event, uh, the Bad Blood event, in in some capacity, but he didn't wrestle that night. And now I'm wondering, I should have had him, and maybe he was on my list. I, somebody help me. Was he on my Sixth Sense list of of wrestlers? I wish I could have seen live. Heart Foundation now putting the boots to Savage outside the ring, dropping him on that guardrail, much like he had done, Savage had done, to Ricky the Dragon Steamboat a year earlier and, and impacted his larynx and esophagus and all that stuff. And now the Heart Foundation, the tag team champions, rolling Savage back into the ring. Jimmy Hart made a good point, too, earlier, where he said he is the only manager, manage, only manager in wrestling managing the uh, tag team champions and the intercontinental champion. And I think JJ uh, Dillon probably could have laid claim to managing, being the manager, the real manager of champions, uh, managing Flair and uh, Arn and, and Tully. And uh, probably in 87 at this time, uh, Lex Luger was still on the fold. Having all of those horsemen championships. Now Savage going to the top here, going to drop the elbow. And this looks to be it. He hit it, one, two, but Bret Hart breaks up that three count. Referee calling for the bell. It's Dave Hebner 
or Earl Hebner, prom, prom, pardon me, Earl Hebner. I'm, I swear it's not the beard talking here. And the Heart Foundation putting the boots to the Macho Man, Randy Savage, and there goes the referee. Hebner tossed out by the anvil, Jim Neidhart. And baby, this is a great way to get that heel heat going on. You've got the tag team champions and the intercontinental champion beating up the former intercontinental champion. He is defenseless right now. And Elizabeth looking over her shoulder, looking toward the back. And I'm wondering, and I, and I can't remember if the commentators, I, I had no clue what was about to happen with any of this um, at the time. So now the Hart Foundation holding on to Savage as Honky Tonk Man smacks him uh, multiple times here, just adding insult to injury with the slaps across the face. And Liz continuing to look for help. Who... If anybody, because again, you know, I don't think Steamboat is here at this point. So they're not exactly friends. George the Animal Steel is not going to come running down. You know, maybe Jake the Snake, Junkyard Dog, Hacksaw Duggan. Could any of those guys come to the rescue? Paul Orndorff? Now Honky Tonk's got that guitar and he's rearing back. He is going to plaster the Macho Man, and we saw him do this to Jake the Snake Roberts, which allegedly led to uh, an injury to the Snake. And now all of a sudden, Elizabeth runs into the shot and blocks Honky Tonk Man. And I love the look on his face and his reaction to this, warning her, hey, get out of the way. I don't want to do this to you. I don't want to hurt you here, but you've got to move. You've got to get out of the way. And, and Liz refusing, refusing to get out of the way. But Honky Tonk Man, he's like, listen, I've told you. I've told you he's wagging his finger. And now he just tosses her down, shoves her down to the mat. One of those spaghetti straps on the dress has broken. He's doing his little hip swivel, his gyrations. And I think, and someone correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is the first time we see Elizabeth have any sort of physicality as far as being manhandled. Uh, you know, George the Animal Steel had carried her and picked her up and walked around with her before. Um, but I don't think any other wrestler had put their hands on her in, in in this kind of way. And I think that there was a lot of apprehension. I know that, you know, allegedly Macho Man was very protective of Elizabeth, understandably. Um, and so there was probably some apprehension and, and, and whatnot here, but it went beautifully. So she leaves. She is gone now. And Savage is back in the arms, being held by his arms by the Heart Foundation. Honky Tonk Man keeps rearing that guitar back. He's pausing and stopping and, and jaw jacking, but now taking it over his head, coming down and boom. And you hear that thud, you see the big hole left in the guitar. And the Heart Foundation continues to kick at the Macho Man. And Honky Tonk Man doing that dance, getting that heat, that crowd booing the hell out of him. But now all of a sudden, here comes Elizabeth, and she is pulling behind her. The World Wrestling Federation champion Hulk Hogan, I love the way Hogan looks at Liz and sees what's going on and looks back at her and shakes his head no and runs to the ring. Now, this was a man who was a bitter enemy of Savage. But now the Hart Foundation and Honky Tonk Man focus their attention on Hogan, who slides into the ring. They're beating on him for a minute here. Uh, Hogan, of course, hulks up, gets to his feet. Savage is, is, is struggling, and he's pulling himself up on the ropes. He's trying to catch his breath. 
And Hogan is just now firing fist of fury at all three of the heels here. And uh, Savage is back up on his feet, taking out the Heart Foundation, taking out the Honky Tonk Man. They're all uh, floating out of the ring here. A big atomic drop. Bret Hart goes over the top rope. And then Savage and Hogan backs run into each other and fists go up. They're ready to, to throw down. Because, again, these guys had been bitter enemies. Bitter enemies. But Savage extends the hand. Reconciliation. A friendship forming. The birth of the Mega Powers. And without this guy right here, the Honky Tonk Man and the Heart Foundation, this moment is not as meaningful. This was a perfect setup to build this relationship, to build this story that had plenty of time to simmer and simmer to a point to where it boils and it boils over with the explosion on the main event in February of 89 and eventually the match at WrestleMania 5, Hulk Hogan versus the Macho Man Randy Savage. This, of course, one of my all-time favorite stories in wrestling. And, and again, you, you can nitpick it and you can dissect it and you can trace it back again to those early days with the Honky Tonk Man. Without him having that heat, I don't know who else you have Savage in there against to turn babyface. Because you've got one of the most vile, disgusting jerks, really, in the Honky Tonk Man, character-wise. Uh, probably, besides Andre, was, was the top heel in the company. Um, and this was the official, in my opinion, from my memory at least, the official transition of Savage going completely from heel to face. Um, and the fans loved it. I loved it. You know, I, I remember... Uh, that year for Christmas, I had asked, this was the year that the uh, stretch wrestlers had come out, and I had asked for the Macho Man stretch figure. I didn't get it. They were sold out, um, which is a, t a testament, I think, too. I uh, got Rowdy, Roddy Piper, and George the Animal Steel that year for Christmas. But Hogan, Savage, Elizabeth celebrating in the ring. The Honky Tonk Man, he's the man of the hour. He's the one we're here to really talk about, and again, Without him being a part of this, I don't think it's as effective as it is. And this story just grows and blossoms beautifully. Honky Tonk Man, of course, goes on. The feud continues with Savage here until we get to WrestleMania. Honky Tonk Man transitions, excuse me, to Brutus the Barber Beefcake. And eventually, that feud you think is going to come to an end at SummerSlam 88, the very first SummerSlam Beefcake. It's taken out by Ron Bass. I'm not exactly sure why. And uh, the Ultimate Warrior slides in. And the Warrior, you know, beats the Honky Tonk Man in 32 seconds, 33 seconds, whatever it was. And that, to me, that was the perfect way to end the Honky Tonk Man's streak as champion. Um, even though he lost the belt, he, for 35 years held on to that title of longest reigning intercontinental champion. And to me, that says something. Um, I, I, I don't think there were ever many guys like Honky Tonk Man, and, and nor will there be. And it was just a different time. It was a different era. Uh, you know, I, the gimmick, would it work today? Probably not, because 10 years later, 10 years after this Saturday night's main event, <clears throat> we get Rockabilly, uh, Billy Gunn, and Honky Tonk Man is his manager. And it just didn't work. It wasn't the same. But in that time frame, in that 
time period, it worked. The Honky Tonk Man sang his own theme song. Uh, he, you know, it just all, it was that magic, that beauty of the golden era, uh, you know, that time that I'm the most nostalgic for. Obviously, I was a kid. It was my first five years of my fandom. And so I loved it. I loved it. I loved the Honky Tonk Man. I loved the Macho Man. I loved Hulk Hogan, Elizabeth, Jimmy Hart. You know, these guys were larger than life and, and they were great. So not only was Honky Tonk Man great, this beer here, it is again called Fat Elvis in honor of the king who would have been 89 years old as we record this episode, as this episode drops on January 8th, 2024. It is uh, Four Hands Brewing Company out of St. Louis. Check them out. Cheers, everyone. Have a great rest of the week and we will talk again soon. And Honky Tonk Man, if you heard this, I hope you unblock me on Twitter. Cheers. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery Monkey.